All right, and welcome to another All About Nothing podcast. I am your host, Barrett. As always, you can follow me on Twitter, at Barrett Gruber. Thank you again for joining us here. As always, trying to make the show as entertaining, enlightening, and probably as opinionated as possible. For the opinions, I apologize. It's not that I... It's not that I, I... I think my opinion is more important than yours. That's why there's only one microphone here, but... The phone line is always open. You can call. I'll give out the number later. Lots, uh, lots going on this week. Trump, our president, is on vacation. It's always entertaining. It's always entertaining when the president knows that he doesn't have a White House staff and chief of staff and 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 people to answer to because he can pretty much, pretty much tweet out whatever it is he wants. Because I mean. I'm absolutely under the assumption that there is no one out there that is trying to keep him from his Twitter account. I, I do not believe anyone is trying to stop him at this point because he's now got General Kelly, who is his chief of staff after Ranked Priebus was terminated. And General Kelly is, of course, a military juggernaut. He has been around... For a long time, he has been in the military for many, many years. In fact, he was the one that was he, he was our uh, secretary of uh, Homeland Security uh, before he was moved over to being the chief of staff. So General Kelly has history here in the United States. He is he is an amazing uh, military official uh, figure um, and is very well known. And, and being that he is a military of the military mindset. Honestly, I think a lot of people had a lot of expectations for him to come in and perhaps curtail some of the president's behavior, I guess. Um, but the president went on vacation last Friday, and he is on a 17-day vacation. And what, um, what part of what we, the reasoning behind this particular vacation now was because uh, the White House is getting some renovations done. Um, and apparently it was overheard at some point recently that the president might have said something along the lines of that White House is a dump. Um, he denies that he said this, even though there were 14 so witnesses um, and that uh, apparently it was leaked that he did say this. Um, so if the president thinks the White House is a dump, that's I, I you know, it's his opinion. I'm not going to uh, I'm not going to criticize the president for having an opinion of the uh, about the White House. Uh, he did later come out with a tweet and said that he never said that the White House was a dump. He never said that. Um, he did say that he thinks that the White House is fantastic, um, exquisite. Well, I can't use those words. Those words are actually more along the line of a fifth or sixth grade reading level, so I have to stick to the third. The White House is great. It's uh, it's big. It's the best. You know. Um, anyhow, so uh, so the president being on vacation, of course, um, gives him the ability to tweet almost whatever he wants, whenever he wants. And it is it, it is outstanding because it's very entertaining um, today. He basically put all of the uh, all of the legislation that he campaigned on uh, in 
um, our <laughs> he put all of it in Mitch McConnell's hands, basically saying that you know it, it's it's his Mitch is the one Mitch McConnell's the one that needs to get all this rolling and and get it on his desk so he can get it signed. Um, he tweeted out today earlier today. Uh, today is uh, August tenth, so I'm recording this a day late, which I apologize. I know that there may have been a few people, one or two out there that we're expecting a podcast today and I, I sincerely apologize that it did not come out today but we're here now so uh, that's uh, we'll do this um, our president tweeted out today um, Mitch uh, I'm, I'm, let me start over but I'm gonna read it verbatim uh, he says uh, Mitch comma get back to work and put repeal and replace comma tax reform and cuts and a great infrastructure bill on my desk for signing period you can do it exclamation mark seems a little mean-spirited um to basically tell mitch mcconnell uh to get back to work while the president is at his club in bedminster uh new jersey it, it just strikes as um it's a little ironic that the president has the nerve to say something like that uh, about Mitch McConnell being that m all of Congress, uh, the senators, the representatives, they are all actually um, out of Washington, D.C. in their home states and home districts. Um, uh, most of them are doing town halls so they can meet with the voters. Um, and, uh, and we're going to talk about voters in here in a few minutes because I had a conversation earlier this week that I found extremely enlightening and I did not know uh, the person uh, that I had the conversation with had similar opinions as I did, but uh, I appreciated the fact that we had the conversation, and I, I'd like to talk about it because I think it's important. Anyway, um, so the senators and representatives are all in their home districts and home states. They're holding town meetings uh, so that they can get information from the people that vote in those states and districts. So here in South Carolina, Lindsey Graham um, and Tim Scott, they are back home and they are doing what uh, you would expect them to do. Um, here in our district, we have Joe, uh, Joe Wilson, and he's yeah, I've I've not seen a schedule. I've not heard uh, of a release as to when he will be holding a town uh, town hall, but I imagine that he probably will as well. So they, they all do this. So it's not like they're on vacation. They're they're working in a sense they they're just they're they're just not in washington dc debating and and working through legislation this is what they do they they have an they have a summer recess where they go away for a few weeks and then they come back it just seems it's 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 hard for me to grasp a president that doesn't recognize that he's literally tweeting telling them to get back to work while he is out of the office on vacation and he called it a vacation he he called it a vacation so I, I, I you know, I, 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 ha I have a hard time grasping where his, it, I don't even know what to call it. it. It's it's hard to wrap my head around. He, he, he says he tells them to get back to work, and he's on vacation. I just, you know, and and it's not that he's he's not completely working. Yes, he is. He is working. He he is working. Um, he is tweeting. Um. Just a couple days ago, he threatened North Korea with uh, fire and fury and power that the world has never seen before. A direct threat to the North Koreans. And he's doing this 
from his vacation home, vacation club, whatever, in, in New Jersey, away from the White House. And it's, it's, there are so many things that he does that just make me uncomfortable. And, um, it, 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 it's just, it just, it's hard, it's hard to understand. So really, for those that are upset about the president taking time off or taking a vacation, just get a grip. The president does this. Any president does it. They all do it. Uh, George H.W. Bush went to his ranch in Texas pretty frequently. Um, Bill Clinton vacationed. It's, I mean, it's just a fact. Um, Obama vacationed. They always were talking about him going and playing golf and that he was always going to his home in Hawaii and how it was ridiculous that we were having as a nation to pay for the president to go home to Hawaii or to go home to Chicago or the President Clinton had to go to Arkansas or was going to New York or, or wherever. It's it's you take vacations, they get to take vacations. That's just how it is. I mean, it's 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 there's no reason for it to upset anyone that the president takes vacations. You can get upset about the fact that the president takes vacations and then has the nerve to have a press conference from his club in Bedminster, New Jersey where he sits there and tells us that the uh, North Koreans, uh, they basically laying out this threat uh, against the North Koreans, saying that, that uh, if, they, uh, if they don't do as they're told, that uh, they will be met with fire and fury and, uh, and power, the likes of which the, uh, the Earth has, uh, has never seen. When was the last time anybody saw us beating, let's say, China. I don't, I, I'm sorry. That probably was unnecessary. I didn't actually mean to hit that one. But, uh, you know, that, that brings up another point. So talking about North Korea and China, um, North Korea is like a child that needs to be spanked. And when I say spanked, I don't necessarily mean spanked. I mean disciplined. But I don't necessarily mean disciplined in the sense that we need to beat them into submission. We don't need to, we, we, I don't, there is no good way to fight North Korea. You essentially have a, a country, a, a, and a sovereign country people. We need to recognize that they are a sovereign country, just as we are a sovereign country. We recognize them in the UN. We recognize them as a country. They are the DPRK, the Democratic People's Republic of Korea, regardless of whether or not they are democratic or not, they are a country just as we are. And this idea that we have to push them to do what we want is ridiculous. We, we, don't, we don't want anybody to push us, right? I mean, we don't. But for some reason, we feel like we can push other countries around. Or we can tell them what they should do or how they should act. Well, North Korea feels threatened by the United States. So, yes, they are partaking in research and development of nuclear weapons and delivery systems of those nuclear weapons. Should we feel threatened? Absolutely. Because they have said, North Korean leadership has said, Kim Jong-un, that they would like to attack the United States. Because we are the number one country that seems to pit everyone else against them. Um, and I'm not I, I think that the North Korean regime is a terrible one. They treat their people horribly. Um, there is starvation. There is poverty. There is there is uh, it is it is so awful for the people in that country based on what we hear out of the news outlets and things like that. 
it is it is an incredibly uncomfortable living situation for most of the normal I guess middle class poverty I, I don't even know what classes they have in North Korea I just know that you have a lot of extremely poor and and difficult to feed uh, people in North Korea and then you have the Korean oligarchy the North Korean oligarchy which is basically the super rich that tie themselves to the uh, supreme leader Kim Jong-un so you, you you have all of this and 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 yes it's a humanitarian emergency you know that there there is a need for intervention but I feel like when we have a president stand up there and say well you know you're looking for nuclear weapons you're looking to build nuclear weapons you want to threaten us so we're going to threaten you right back um it's 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 hard to wrap my head around that that we may be leading down the path we may actually be leading down the path to a real nuclear probably regional um probably mostly north korea and south korea some of the some of the, uh, the the Western, sorry, Eastern Pacific. It's not Eastern Pacific. It's Western Pacific. That that it may be limited to that area, but we may actually be leading to nuclear weapons being used. We did drop bombs in Japan, atomic bombs, um, but the the weapons that have been designed now, you know, it's it's not the it isn't necessarily the the nuclear fallout that really affects. Uh, people, it's the blast. It's the it's the uh, destruction of communications and um, infrastructure and things like that that the bomb actually brings. Um, and it's and it's just it's scary that 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 the words that are being used make me feel like there is less control. It it feels like there's less control this time around. And you know, have we ever been close to war with Korea, North Korea before? Yes. I mean, since the since the Korean War. There have been times where we have gotten very close to um, shots being fired across the uh, the DPK. Uh, I'm sorry, the uh, DMZ. Um, so so we have been there before. This <clears throat> this feels a little different. Um, I wasn't, you know, I, I don't remember uh, some of those other times, but this feels just based on what I've read of history. This feels a little different than um, some of the altercations that have occurred between the United States and North Korea before and it's a little worrisome that uh, the uh, North Korean military seems to have progressed as far as they have in the building of a delivery system that is capable possibly of even reaching mainland United States so it's 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 uncomfortable and I I, I hope we don't go that way but <clears throat> we have China, who is basically the big brother to North Korea, and they have the ability to inter intervene. They have the ability to to step in and, and, and try and talk some sense into both parties, really. I mean, the, the Chinese, ultimately, what the Chinese want is stability. They want to have a stable region, but one of the things they really, really want is they want a communist party in control of a country at their border. They do not want a unified Korea. They absolutely do not. The the Chinese do not want to see democracy creeping its way in. 
They already got the British out of Hong Kong, and Hong Kong is very quickly transforming into what the rest of China is. It's, I mean, you know, you've already gotten situation where the mayor of Hong Kong and most of the city council has been kicked out, and the governor, or whatever. Um, so it's it's it is a situation where Hong Kong is transforming into what the rest of China and Beijing, you know, uh, China is is. Uh, so that is um, China. Just China does not want democracy at its border. They don't like the fact that Japan is right there. Um, they definitely do not want North Korea to become a democratic state. In the end, all of this is just, uh, it's, it's, it's disturbing that, um, it just seems like we can't get this under control and, and, you know, we're, we're, we have a man in place as president of the United States in Donald Trump. That is, he seems, he seems unhinged. He seems like he doesn't really recognize that some of the things he says may lead towards all out nuclear war. And, and honestly, in that region, how, how many friends do we actually have? You have the Philippines um, who, you know, we the Philippines are are, are an ally. Um, the problem is, is the Philippines right now are the number one Muslim nation in the world. Um, they're not underneath the Muslim ban that the president put in place, but they are the number one Muslim uh, nation in the world. or They have the most Muslims. Uh, re- they are recognized as having the largest Muslim population in, in the Philippines. Um, we have Japan, we have Australia, we have, uh, we have, um, uh, South Korea. We do. Um, we don't really have China. We, we definitely don't have Russia right now, regardless of the fact that the Chinese and, and the, the, the Russians voted in favor of the sanctions that were put in place on North Korea, um, just this past weekend. <clears throat> that doesn't, that doesn't mean that they have our back. They are not our allies. We cannot recognize China and we cannot recognize Russia as allies to the United States. You can't. Um, we currently have sanctions in place in Russia. We have economic sanctions in place right now over China because of trade disagreements. So, you know, these are not our friends. I mean, we can pretend like we're friends, but the Chinese think we're stupid. The Russians don't have any faith in our, in our country because um, there is such a tear between, and the Republican Party alone, you have a Senate and a and a House that voted in favor of applying sanctions to Russia specifically because all of the intelligence points to the Russians did interfere in our election. And so with that, they voted in favor of sanctions, which the president basically was forced to sign. But at one point before he signed it, he did actually say that he did not intend to sign it that he himself could in, could impose greater sanctions on Russia himself without the help of Congress. Very, very disturbing. I, you know, basically, it, in, in my head, my opinion is the president didn't want to have to sign this bill that, that into law that would put more sanctions on Russia because it hurts Russia and it hurts his friends. It hurts the people that have invested in him for years and years and years. And, and, and if you... If you go back and you look at things that the Trump family has said from the 80s until the, through the 90s till now, you know, there there has always been this implication that Russia is heavily involved somehow in the Trump fortune and the Trump family that there is there is a Russian tie there almost every single time you look into any of the business. You look at his his golf courses in 2008, golf courses were failing and closing all over the nation. 
you know what? Except for the Trump golf courses, those golf courses were not. And in a in a, in a copy of Trump, I'm sorry, in a copy of Golf Digest, back in 2008, Donald Trump Jr. was quoted as saying, after a question asking, "How is it that the Trump golf courses are doing so well?" He said that the Trump golf courses were doing great, and that was because of the money coming in from Russian investment. How do you deny that? He said it. They published it. He didn't retract it after they published it. He didn't retract it after he said it. He never retracted it. In fact, it's out there. So there were definite ties to Russia. And when Donald Trump got elected, you know, there was there was all over social media. There was so much information being spewed out all over the place that was not I know I hate using the term fake news because if you say fake news, there's two different definitions. You, you have fake news that is not real news or it's not correct news or the news is a lie. OK, that is the that is the definition of fake news that I believe most people think is that's what it means. That's not what it means to the president. The president has never denied that the fake news is a lie. He just says it's fake news. And the reason for that is because he cannot call it a lie. He knows that he can't call it a lie. So he calls it a fake. He calls it fake news by his term for fake news doesn't mean lies. His term means it's not newsworthy. It isn't valued enough to be reported. He doesn't think that the news agencies that are reporting it should report it. Therefore, it's fake news. If you don't see it on Fox News, it's fake news because, in his opinion, fake news gets reported by NBC, CBS, ABC, CNN, uh, MSNBC, the, you know, the, what is considered to be more liberal news agencies, I guess. But the state-run news, I'm sorry, I can't say that. Fox News, being like a state-run news agency, um, what they report is not fake news because they don't report the things that the president deems to be not necessary. You don't have to report them. Again, the president does not deny these things. He just calls them fake news. And by calling them fake news, there is a the implication of deniability. He can deny that he ever said they weren't true. He can deny that he ever said they were true. He can deny them without denying them. It's 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 a mind game. And um, one of the one of the other things I want to talk about tonight was um, the problem I have with our country and the ignorance that I see and I feel about the voting population. And this is going to make me sound, you know, like I, I have an extremely high opinion of myself or that I have an extremely low opinion of others. But I feel like maybe 25 to 35 percent of the voting population in this country is of an, an intelligence level that is high enough to actually vote. OK, I, I don't believe that 70 65, 70, 75 percent of the people in this country that that have the right to vote are intelligent enough or carry enough of an opinion to actually vote. Um, and, and 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 I'll explain why. But, you know, part of the part of the problem I have is that in this country, 
if you look back over the last 20 years, we have had two presidents elected that lost the popular vote. And the reason they lost the popular vote was because they won in the places that they needed to win. They spent the money in the places that they needed to spend the money in order to get the electoral college or they they needed to win those districts specifically in order to carry the states and then be elected. And, and I cannot deny that, yes, if we did not have the Electoral College in place, which is an antiquated system, it, it is probably not quite as necessary as, as it used to be. But because we have the Electoral College, you know, it, it's more reliant on districts um, and uh, the way that lines are drawn and things like that, the gerrymandering and, and, and such. Um, you know, it basically gave rise to George H. W. George not H. W. George W. Bush was elected uh, president because uh, being able to pull off an electoral college win, while Vice President Al Gore uh, lost, but he won the popular vote. Same thing happened this year. Last year, uh, you had Donald Trump winning the electoral college versus Hillary Clinton, who won the popular vote. And part of part of the reason we have an electoral college is to prevent things like the large cities and the coasts. Basically, it's to prevent just the coasts from winning the election for one particular candidate, which is essentially what happens. Um, you have uh, Hillary Clinton winning in most of the major cities um, between you know uh, Philadelphia, New York, Detroit, you know, um, Los Angeles, San Francisco, San Diego, you know, you, you know, up and down the seaboards, you, you have pretty big victories for Hillary Clinton, which is what carried her through the popular vote. But you have Donald Trump winning in most of the in, in a large segment of the districts across the country. And to win those districts, it's not necessarily the the numbers, but you have to carry those districts and you have to carry those those precincts. And in order to do that, you have to or in order to win, you have to carry those precincts and then and then you win the state. So it doesn't matter that you didn't win all of the votes in or you win you win the massive votes in the cities. You have to carry the states. And I, and I realize this is probably common knowledge for most people. But the problem with the people that elect elected Donald Trump is that they are so hypocritical when it comes to the actual issues. You know, I'm not saying that I was in favor of Hillary Clinton at all. I was a Bernie Sanders person from the beginning and and I I campaigned for Bernie. I made phone calls for Bernie. I went door to door for Bernie. I did. I did all of these things for Bernie Sanders, trying to get him through the pre to get him through the, the primaries. The problem is, is that the Democratic Party failed when they selected Hillary Clinton. They picked Hillary Clinton from the beginning. It didn't even matter that we had primaries. It didn't. We they, they selected Hillary Clinton because Hillary Clinton basically had this lined up from the day she lost the last primary necessary to Barack Obama. This was planned out. She was going to be the one, but they didn't plan for a Donald Trump who spoke as a populist, who spoke as, as someone that cared about middle America that cared about, you know, he, he constantly is talking about the, the, the coal miners and, and, and the, uh, and, and industries that textiles, things like that, things that will never come back to the United States. 
you know, coal is is you can you can do away with regulations that will allow for coal to be mined all over the country, but it's not going to be mined by people. We have automation now. We have we have machinery. We have robots. We have we have all of these things that actually did away with these coal mining jobs years ago. If you want to. Uh, if you want to help out the coal miners, if you want to help out the people that have been harmed by their jobs going away in the coal mines, educate them. Give them the opportunity to learn a different skill. They're, they're absolutely capable of it. I mean, between computers and, and, and uh, um, uh, welding and, and, and support and things like that, you know, medical they are absolutely capable of it, but you have to invest in them. You have to acknowledge that that coal mining went away because we evolved. We evolved away from the necessity of having somebody inside of a mine. And, and it wasn't just because uh, industries were trying to get rid of those jobs. It was for safety. We had people dying in mines. We had people that, that were, you know, I mean, even in, in, in um, Peru or um uh, Argentina, not Argentina, I'm sorry, in Chile, they had 26 men uh, trapped in a mine. And that happened here in the United States over and over and over again because the companies that ran the mine did not pay attention to the safety necessities of the people that were working for them. The people that were making them their billions and billions of dollars, they ignored safety regulations. They ignored the the, the, the concerns of the people that worked for them. And these corporations had no problem with letting their people die. And now, oh, so we don't have to let people die anymore. We can just send machines in and we can do it with the machines. And you know what? Here's the thing. For most of the coal industry now, it's not even about mines anymore. There are there almost aren't any holes in the ground for mining anymore. They clear cut mountains. You look across some of the regions of West Virginia where 30 years ago you had beautiful mountains that stood up that, 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 that looked just beautiful with trees and mountains and hills and grass and, and, and they're gone. I mean, they're just gone because the coal industry has the ability to now just, just start from the top and work their way down until the mountain is reduced to nothing. And now we have regulation that's been done away with that allows those miners, not miners anymore, that allows those corporations to mine the coal and the dust that is created, they can just dump it into the creeks. So not only are they harming the people by them losing their jobs and not training them to do something else, but now they're pouring their coal dust into the creeks that they get their water from, that they get their fish from, that, that, that they, you know, deer and, and other animals drink from, and it's killing them. You know, it's, it's this idea that Trump was going to fix all of this for these people. Yes, he signed away regulation that may have been in the way of some of these corporations from being able to mine in certain places and made it cheaper for them to do it. But he's harming everyone else in the end. I mean, that's that's what it is. You know, you he there there are places west between West Virginia and Kentucky, you know, they can invest in wind farms and and you could invest in solar power. You can invest in education. These, all of these, all of these people could find jobs, and and I get that it makes it sound so socialist or so communistic to people, and they are so afraid of the idea that a government, you know, here in South Carolina, we just had a failed situation where um, our major um, power company, SCE and G, owned by Scana Corporation, 
Um, Westinghouse was a company, is a company that just filed for bankruptcy and that his has lost out on creating the necessary plutonium or uranium. I'm not sure. Uranium, I believe, uh, enriched uranium for a nuclear facility um, that was being built cooperatively between um, Santee Cooper and SCE&G. Well, Santee Cooper pulls out, leaving SCE&G to hold the rest of it, but then SCE&G pulls out. So now we have facilities that were almost, I mean, they weren't completed. They weren't really near completion, but they were in the process of being completed. And these SCE&G pulls out, uh, 5,000 people lose their jobs. So it, it, it's, it's a situation where while nuclear power isn't one that a lot of people are super comfortable with, it is clean. It is efficient. Yes, it produces, it produces nuclear waste. It produces waste that, that has to be dealt with. But we are moving towards technology that actually can take that nuclear waste and actually use it to create energy. So nuclear power isn't the worst thing in the world. It's, it's not expensive to produce. But we can't, the entire country, the nuclear power industry in the United States has, is, is, is in some cases 40, 50, 60 years old. And those facilities are degrading and are needing to be replaced. And in South Carolina, we had the opportunity to replace that using um, federal funding, uh, SCENG and Santee Cooper, and it, it collapsed and it failed. And now we have two unbuilt facilities, two unbuilt reactors that now won't be used. Uh, I believe our governor is trying to work to try and get something taken care of so that uh, so that we can we can have at least one of them built and, and being used. But it is it it's all of this happening this week is just disheartening. Um, it's it's it's. It's hard to uh, it's hard to really look at all of it and say, yeah, we're we're doing great. We're I mean, you know, the economy, yeah, economy hit twenty two thousand. I mean, not the economy, but the the, the Dow Jones Industrial hit twenty two thousand. You know, we we've we've seen the stock market rise. But here's the thing, the stock market's fake. You know, there there's no reason for anyone who is middle class to get excited about the stock market going up and up and up because we've seen it do this before. We have seen these bubbles. I'm not I'm not trying to scare anyone but the the we've seen these bubbles before and what happens with bubbles they eventually burst and when they burst and we've gotten this high they hurt it, it we we there is a lot of falling that can happen and I I I don't hear people talking about it I don't people I don't hear anyone saying warning that you know the, the this needs to there, there needs to be some leveling the, 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 there needs to be, but no one's really talking about that because of the excitement the president seems to push about, you know, well, this is the greatest economy that the, that our country has seen in, in modern day. I, you know, he, he makes these sort of claims. So it, it's people get excited about this is this is where we're going. This is what's going on. And it's just it's so it's it's just ridiculous to listen to him. And, and no one no one seems to really be paying a whole lot of attention. Um, uh, but, you know, OK. That's all doom and gloom, and and I I hate that that I talk about it like that. It's all doom and gloom. Things aren't that bad. Things aren't great. We're not the we're we're, we're not as great as we could be. Um, I guess 
I don't know. I, I, I probably need to close this out. Um, and I've been all over the place. I feel like it. I can tell. You can tell I've been all over the place because I look, I, I look at, I look at the recording that I've done and I see just bars and bars and bars. And I look at it and I go, I don't even know what I talked about. And I feel like I just sat up here and preached about nonsense. But you know, the show is called All About Nothing, so I guess that's okay. Um, I'm sorry that there wasn't a whole lot of funny. I tried to be, but uh, you know, maybe next week we can get uh, we can get uh, that uh, all worked out with our uh, our friends to do uh, the citizenship test. So that should be uh, that should be entertaining. And if anybody wants to take the citizenship test, I, I uh, feel free. Uh, you can if if you need a copy of it, I can give you um, a a series of questions that would be on the test. And uh, I think that uh, you would probably probably do a lot better than you think you'd do but uh it's uh it's entertaining i can tell you that out of the 100 questions uh i <laughs> i did score 100 uh, out of 100 so that's not to say that i'm super smart or anything like that but i i tend to pay attention to uh, american history and i find it extremely entertaining and inter- interesting not necessarily entertaining it's not always entertaining but i do i do find uh, american history and american politics and basically the civil aspect of our country to be extremely interesting i think that it's great i think that our country that our democracy and and the intricacies of how it all works is i mean it is it is so interesting to me i get that it's boring to some but but the whole idea of of politics and elections and, and things like that is extremely interesting i don't necessarily want to run for office i've thought about it that the there was a possibility that I might entertain the idea of maybe running for school board or something like that here in Lexington County. But, you know, since then I've woken up and recognized that that's probably not a great idea and it, uh, it doesn't necessarily need to happen. But it's, it's you know, it's always a thought. You know. um, anyhow, that is going to be our show for this week. Um, I, I'm, I'm always, always looking for feedback. So if you have anything that you want to discuss, or you want to hear my opinion on something, just feel free to reach out to me. You can tweet me at Barrett Gruber um, if, uh, if, if you so feel inclined. Um, and, uh, and if you don't and you enjoy the show, you know, subscribe, enjoy. Um, we'll try and put out a show every week. And uh, I look forward to hearing from you and I look forward to being heard from. So we'll see you next week. Thanks for joining me. Have a good one. All About Nothing podcast is a member of the GOT Podcast Network.